Yo, gang, it is episode something. 47. I, 47. 46. Episode 46. 905. <laughs> Stardate. Oh, <laughs> Captain's Log. Uh, Rothering around. Super. Yeah, ultra Championship Edition. G- yeah, but the thing is, if it was GT, Double it wouldn't be canon, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fair play, yeah. <laughs> this is not canon. Uh, this is uh, Brothering Around Abridged. Um, version. <laughs> well, team four stars got us going now. Um, <laughs> so, Mega but, Goku. But yeah, oh, oh. Um, yeah, we're here, brother. Around so three out of the four of us are here, and eh. this is a this is this is a very special <laughs> episode because it's a Q and A episode. We got a lot yeah. of love out there from the internet as a whole, wanting to know. Uh, you know, when push comes to shove, what are our answers on specific topics? And we got a big range of stuff too. Like, you know, we got we got all kinds of stuff, some personal stuff, get to know us a little better. Then we got some stuff about you know, video games, geek culture, comic books, the spectrum, as it were. Uh, but I'm Comedy to Hobo, West Gardner. So if it's your first episode, welcome. This is our little shindig on this here internet, uh Comedy to Hobo. And we got Mr. Marco Flores, Nerd in the Bay. How are you, sir? Back to back overtime sucks, dude. Yeah, it's the season. Hours. Yeah, it is the season, dude. Yeah, I'm here. Unbelievable. <laughs> and Todd, EVF, who also you've been working like triple doubles, man. You've been doing. Oh, yeah. I almost, I almost didn't make it tonight. Almost didn't make it That's tonight. True. It was, Earlier uh, today, it was one of those situations where it was like, "Hey, we're going to need you to work later," and I'm like, "All right, well, I'm, yeah. you want me just." I pull up my phone. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna, probably not gonna be able to make it. Yeah. Actually, not even probably. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to do it tonight, guys. Sorry. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then like they're like, all right, it's eight o'clock. Uh, if you want, you can leave. And I'm like, what? Peace, <laughs> great. <laughs> get home. Um, do like an hour of GTA and then uh, get ready. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. So we got three. Uh, Maury's doing some Christmas stuff, getting ready. Yeah. All the holiday stuff coming up. Uh. Yeah, it's funny, Marco. You mentioned that you're kind of all dressed uh, like triple layered, and I'm in this like V-neck <laughs> T-shirt, like sweat my balls off. So there's that difference between uh, Cali, yeah. like Northern Cali, and Texas. Um, and I think that's. <laughs> I mean, I was is. in the 70s today, so yeah. it was just like one of those barbecue weather. Like yesterday it was yesterday it was in like the 30s around here, yeah. and I'm like, oh, freezing, freezing shit. Yeah. And then <laughs> today I wake up and I'm like. It's fucking 70. That's <laughs> so weird. The weather's bizarre. Oh, people get sick. Yeah, no shit. I always get, and I always get sick yep. like a week before the weather changes. It's mm-hmm. never the day of. It's always like, a, like, it's like a week before. So if you're not watching this on YouTube, you should be because Todd is eating the biggest sandwich that's ever existed. I. We're, so what's in the sandwich? I know you're like what's, what's I. It's got ham, cheese, and I think that's it. But it's just like a shitload of ham and a shitload of cheese. That's pounds of it. Like that's <laughs> that's outrageous. Ham, cheese. 
I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like not even gonna bury the lead or anything like that. If you guys are checking out the YouTube archive, which honestly you should because you get little gems like this, yes. you can see why I do social eating. <laughs> <laughs> just have a social eating segment in this podcast. So we you're should. welcome. Just that's our prep as we each bring a meal and just share meal time yeah. um while we're <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the big uh, sandwich that big deserves the big bites. That's what it is. Um, but yeah, Q&A show. So before we get started on that, we did have a topic from last time where we talked about we would make a dream WrestleMania match. We yeah. would book it yeah. uh, kind of as in-depth as we wanted to get, whether we wanted to do the build plus the match plus the blow-off, mm-hmm. or did we just want to do the match? Um, uh, mine's kind of obvious. I mean, my, mine's one of those that... Just give me Hideo Itami versus Shinsuke Nakamura for any belt at WrestleMania and give them the next three weeks off so they can have a Japanese-style match. Th- that's it, man. I want I want a repeat of like the Kota Ibushi-Shinsuke match from Wrestle Kingdom 9. Like, mm-hmm. I want just the crazy, you know, he's, you know, Kenta's there doing his stuff like he did against Marfuji, uh, you know, back in Pro Wrestling Noah, and then you got Prime Shinsuke... And the only reason they're working softer, that WWE style now, is because they have to work every freaking day. And there's no way you yeah. can do that strong style Can't do that. King's Road yeah. shit. Like, 300 plus. No way. So give yeah. them the one night, make it for the belt. It doesn't even have to be main event. Like, for me, that would be the main event. But, like, just let them go for it. Let him do it. I've always wanted to see that match. And, like, mm-hmm. now it could possibly happen. Hell, he showed up on Raw. Tommy showed up on Raw this past week, and I'm stoked about that. Like, and he got a GTS on WWE TV, like on the USA Network. He got to go to sleep. Nailed it. Yep. Sick. Like, I'm like, all right, yeah. that's one off the bucket list. Like, <laughs> just get him in WrestleMania doing that against someone, and I'm a okay. I speak for everyone here, including you, Wes. Hideo, stay healthy, oh, yes. please. please, 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 please. <laughs> like baby him, like keep him in a tag team with Finn Balor right yeah. now. Just serious, yeah. like have them both do half the work. Just yeah. get them to where their endurance picks up, that they get that time on the road, mm-hmm. and then just have them go for it. You know. Well, you got to yeah. remember that yeah, uh, Balor Balor debuted in NXT by helping Atami. Right. So yeah, Atami brought yeah. in Finn Balor. He's like, oh, I brought mm-hmm. a. One of my buddies from Japan, and here comes Finn Balor. Yeah. Yeah, as long as they don't raise each other's, like, hands. That focuses on the shoulder. (laughs) Yeah. Both of them, man. It's on that same fucking shoulder, too. Don't do do that. Don't do that. (laughs) That's all you... Oh, man. Don't take any buster bombs from uh, freaking Seth Rollins. Yeah. They tried to play that angle, too. Dean Ambrose almost got hurt. Oh, he is? He's out. Out, yeah, out with the uh, tricep. Oh yeah, d- but it happened before, right? So it happened before yeah, yeah. TV, yeah. and then they uh, tried yeah. to tie him with yeah. the t- Okay, so that makes sense. To to explain off. him going to get uh, get it looked at in Alabama today, yeah, or yesterday yeah, or whatever. Hmm. Yep. But yeah, yep. that's my that's my pick for WrestleMania Dream. So it's a damn good one. It really is. So what do we got? Uh, let's go, Marco. What, what you got, Marco? I got. I got nothing. <laughs> I forgot about this whole one. 
That's the thing about a weekly podcast is like I forget as well. People will always bring that up. Like they'll message on Twitter and like, oh, I love the episode. My favorite parts whenever you said this. And I was like, did I say that? Like, I don't. (laughs) What did I say? And when did I say this? I just forget. I have the worst short term memory. I apologize. Uh, just give me give me a, a week extension, and I'll I'll get back to you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So I mean, I technically have two because even though Maury's not with us, yeah, she did provide her pick. Yeah. Uh, for me, to me, and uh, me and her just kind of went back and forth with it, and uh, it eventually became a bigger thing than it actually is, which got her excited about it, got me excited about it. I was just like, you got something here. Yeah. So. First off, for this to work, we have to get Bo Dallas out of the Miztourage. Okay. Okay. He then has to team with his for real Z brother, Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know how the build's going to go after that, but then we have Bray and Bo at WrestleMania against the Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> I was about to bring up the Bludgeon Brothers. Oh, man. So, of course, Bray can get into Eric Rowan's head still. Yeah. So there's there's that dynamic. Uh, they end up brawling on the out. Luke and, and Bray end up brawling on the outside to a double count out. Okay. Right. So nobody loses their heat. Sure. Right? Um, so they, they're still, like, super hot on this thing. We know there's animosity between uh, Bray and, and Luke. So that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um Bo's just there, and uh, Eric Rowan's just confused and conflicted. Mm-hmm. Between the time of WrestleMania, where this double countout happens, which pisses off a lot of people because it's a bullshit finish. Yeah. Um, both teams win their brand's respective tag team titles, and then mm-hmm. have their blow off at Survivor Series. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean they did that whole Raw versus SmackDown tag champs against whatever. Right. So right. you work that in on that. And I mean, me personally, I would do it as a unification match because we don't need two sets of tag titles. Yeah, there doesn't <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree with that. But uh but yeah, now that wasn't part of her booking. And as for as for my personal pick, they've been talking about main roster superstars going down to NXT, right? Yes. Okay. So we bring one, we bring some, we bring three guys down. We bring three guys up, right? So bring, you bring up, um, Eric Young. Yes. Alexander Wolf, Killian Dane. You bring up Sanity. Nikki Cross is there too. What? Because why not? Right. You bring that up. You send down, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and Finn Balor. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right? Yeah. They kind of reform the club in NXT. Mm-hmm. You know, you figure you do this around Rumble time, right? So they're down in NXT now, whatever. Like, oh, like, why are we down here? You know, they, they take apart team after team, you know, they take out the Undisputed Era and so on and so forth. Um, then WrestleMania, you have Sanity against The Shield. Now, obviously, Dean's out right now, so, yeah. I mean, there goes that fantasy booking. Right. Out of the crowd comes the club. And they make it a good old three, a three-way dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three-way dance street fight between Sanity, the club, and The Shield. 
I think that would be a great way to not only get sanity over, but also kind of prove how important Gallows, Anderson, and Balor are to an equation. Yes. Because they, I mean, they've been treated, they've been given their TV time. Um, Finn's been underbooked and don't even get me started on Gals and Anderson. Yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, they're a step above the Ascension and I like the Ascension. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you send them down to NXT, you let them become killers like they were when they debuted. Yes. You let Finn get that mean streak of being like, they didn't fucking want me. Like, I'm going to do this on my terms now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then have them come back, you know, just storm the match, make it an impromptu three-way. Um, going over, I would have the club go over. Um, going over the shield. So, I mean, the uh, there's no damage to Sandy, who's still on their way up. And, I mean, the shield, at any time, they can take an injury or... Or just break up again, right? But they all have singles careers. I yeah. mean, that's the biggest uh, thing. Yeah, so true. it doesn't it doesn't hurt them as a group uh, yeah. as much. See, and it's it's funny you bring mm-hmm. that because as you were saying that, I was like, oh, I know it even mixes you know the pots again. Uh, but whenever you go to Survivor Series, uh, you know yep. they like putting AJ with other people and making a three man dance. So if you had the yeah. club and Finn, and then you had AJ and two guest partners, and that's when you bring in the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, that would be an interesting one. Like, that would just be crazy because then you have, okay, here's the OG Bullet Club versus the New Blood Bullet Club in a WWE deal. I mean, or or, uh, another option on that is you got the OG Bullet Club with with Finn and and, uh, the Good Brothers. And then you have AJ with two special partners, and he brings in Fale and Tama. See, which yeah. would be more likely. Like that, yeah. that would that has a plausibility of happening. Like, which yeah. you know, and yep. that's great because yeah. I think Fale would be awesome. Oh yeah, in WWE. Like if they book I mean, him he right, could, he yeah. could be a force. Um, he could be a force there. But then, then I always yeah. think about, and the guy that always it's in the back <clears> of my mind, and I'm like, they need to get it right with this guy. Because if they get it right with this guy, they're going to start learning, and that's yeah. that's uh, that's Luke Harper. Yeah, like mm-hmm. because Harper, I'm I'm a big Harper mark. I love his work. He's a big guy. He can work uh, an athletic style. Yeah, and they give him the ball, and like when he starts running with it, they're like, no, 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 we'll take that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never. They let did him that get with the IC title. Momentum. They've done that with tag title reigns. Uh, I mean, he was third fiddle in the uh in the fucking when bray and, and orton won yeah you know mm-hmm. it's like you can't fucking do that to him yeah he's so I mean, he's versatile. a team player yeah he he's totally <laughs> as a, <laughs> that's what we need for your uh for your match of the club and everything we need uh teddy long to come back and be like <laughs> this is a six-way dance player he's having a tag team match tag team. <laughs> with the undertaker and you're like, what the fuck? Wait, holla, what? Holla. if you hear me, player. Why? Again? Listen here, player. <laughs> and then he does his, like, terrible raise the roof dance where he's, like, bouncing around. <laughs> yep. Yep. He needs to be the, the MC for WrestleMania. Like, that just has I, to happen. I think he should be special guest referee for that match. Oh, that'd be great. I think he's going to be the MC for XFL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a whole different... Dude, they they trademarked they trademarked he hate me again. Yep. It's, 
Oh, shit. Yeah, they, re- <laughs> they renewed all the trademarks that they had held for the XFL. Like the team names, like some of the like gimmicks and stuff. So I wonder, I don't, do you think they're going to do something new or do you think that this is going to be content they're adding to the network? Uh, I don't know why you the fuck you would add XFL to the network. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I mean, I, I mean, give us Thunder and Sunday Night Heat first and then maybe the XFL True. Yeah, after yeah. that. Especially I need, I need my, I need my, my Sunday Night Heat fix because we had some great moments with with workers you really didn't see a lot of on the uh, main That's shows. So. What's uh, what's his face uh, with the red hair that had Lita first? Essay uh, uh, Rios. Essay Rios. Yeah, man. You got Essay <laughs> Rios, son. You had Essay Rios. You had Raven. I mean, at the end That's of true. his run with uh, with WWE, he was uh, he basically ran. <laughs> he that was his his deal. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it would. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and of course, Thunder, because that was taped like two weeks prior to the Nitros, yeah, or some shit. So that's where you would learn who the champ was, like a month in advance. They would advertise Thunder, and it was like, two, yeah, it was two weeks ahead. So then they had to film it two weeks behind. It's so weird, yeah. like so bizarre. How that? How did they even make that happen? But that also explains why, like, freaking Scott Steiner had the belt fourteen times because you're like, I guess they just forgot. <laughs> That they gave it to him. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, no, he does have it. Yeah, no, give it back to him. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah. uh, I'll if you hear me. Um, yeah. Where are my freaks at? We pop a pop. Do you want a man like Joe or do you want a genetic freak? <laughs> every no, the numbers sm- don't lie. Oh, every, every Scott Steiner promo is genius. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> big bite of the sandwich <laughs> oh man okay so we have Q&A with some yep. uh, some good brothers and sisters out there in audience land yep. and I think we have about yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. questions and uh, yep. we're going to mm-hmm. be able to give pretty good time to every one of them but of course mm-hmm. we're, we could do these every single week so if you have any questions for us here at Brothering Around be sure to hashtag Brothering Around also contact any of us on Twitter, um, I, I think Marco's been the one that's really been putting the boots to the yeah. floor. Uh, go to twitter.com yeah. slash nerd in the bay or twitter.com slash Marco Polo 177. Send them in. We'll get screenshots of them. We'll give you credit, all that stuff. Be sure to plug your own YouTube, whatever you got. Uh, we'll plug it here yeah. on the show. Yeah. So we're going to start with mm. uh, I'm going to call everybody our good friend because that seems more inviting. Our good friend, Logan that's, Burton. Yeah. Uh, if you go to YouTube. First time, long time. Wonk, wonk. Holler if you hear me. Um, <laughs> YouTube.com slash Logan Burton asks, what are the best game apps on an iPhone to play that are not pay to win? So I'm actually glad that we got Marco on this podcast because if you want some good mobile game coverage, go to YouTube.com slash Nerd the Bay. He does intro to mobile games. It's an awesome series. I watch it all the time. Because mobile games are one of those things. I I have all the time in the world to be able to play a phone game. I just never really mm. do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always just check yeah. Twitter. I just do, like, the social media stuff. But there's nothing I really log into. For a while, I was big into uh, Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Mm-hmm. I play that game yeah, for, yeah. God, four or five months every day. Like, logging in, getting dailies, doing events. Never spend a dime on it. Never, never spend any money. And I think your your enjoyment's going to be 
more, you know, it's going to be heightened if you're a big Final Fantasy fan, like I am. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of cool <clears throat> events and dungeons and raids, and you can do multiplayer stuff, but you don't have to. They were good about giving away dailies and XP and all that stuff. Uh, so I would say yeah. Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Like, that was a pretty solid one. Okay, yeah. Um, I would say, well, I mean, because my stuff is mainly on the, like, the Android side, mm -hmm. but iPhone games usually come first, and then Android gets second fiddle. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would say a good, a good game that is not pay to win. It was like it would be like the M. Dicky games. Like he makes, yeah, like pretty, pretty, pretty solid games. Yeah. Like with, with like the budget animations that he has, but that you can he can use those animations for different types of scenarios. So yeah. Like he he started off with with his wrestling revolution uh, series, and you know you have Bork Lesnar. Uh, but not Brock Lesnar sort of thing, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, being looking like Brock Lesnar, but you know, not getting sued and all that stuff. So you can definitely use those animations uh, for different types of games. And he's still going. He's probably probably like the most most downloaded like developer in terms of like the mobile side. Oh yeah, he's so been doing like M Dicky games. Yeah, he's been M Dicky's been doing stuff for over twenty years. Because I remember getting yeah. M Dicky games way back in the day like we always joke about mm -hmm. you know net zero and aol discs and stuff <laughs> yeah. M. dicky was making yeah. shit back then and they were like yeah. apps and you needed java like on your back whenever java was this new <laughs> thing he was making like java apps of uh, there was yeah. one where you you just you were like a little stick not a stick guy but you know his like kind of the wrestling revolution create a character mm -hmm. like you're yeah, that guy yeah. and you would just jump off stuff so you would jump off a scaffolding yeah. and like go down a flight of stairs and stuff so it was like a <laughs> physics game yeah. but then you would get a high score so it was almost like a crash mode in a burnout oh, yeah, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, so like a he made a Shane McMahon simulator <laughs> <laughs> like find the tallest thing and then do your do your cross and then jump off of it yeah. and you're done yeah. Yeah. Helicopter was a bonus <laughs> level. Um, <laughs> I don't play a lot of mobile games. Um, and I'm also on the Android side. I was on the Windows phone side, so oh, yeah. we got nothing. <laughs> you got Zune apps, and that's about it. Um, but, um, but no, I, I have an Android now. Um, every now and then, like... I mean, I got a couple games. I don't play anything that's like super pay to win. Yeah. Um, of course, I don't spend money on this shit either. So, yeah. Um, just looking at what I have right now installed, um, Pocket Mortys, uh, the Rick and Morty uh, uh, Pokemon esque game was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, there's a Doctor Who like uh, match three game, uh, which was pretty good. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Surgeon Simulator Four was pretty good. Um, I mean, those are like the three that jump out at me because that's what I have on my device right now. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, but there was also like Tap Mania. I played. The, I played a bunch of that. That was. It was very a very mindless game. Mm -hmm. uh, when I worked in a convenience store, I would have my phone right next to the register, and I'd be taking care of com customers and just tapping on the screen. I mean, <laughs> nice. And it was just that was it. That was that was fucking it. So I mean, it depends on what you want to get out of it. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want something that's going to have have more engagement than I would say something like pocket Morty's would probably be your best entry. It does have a pay element of like, you could purchase, uh, uh I think it's, I think the currency is schmeckles or something like that to, uh, to unlock things quicker. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah. you can just play the game and you'll get stuff as you play That's as cool. well. So, yeah, cool. a lot of a lot of the games out there are like there's an option to buy stuff to yeah. maybe get a character or. Progress a little faster, but you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. To. I remember exactly. that's how uh, Brave Frontier was. Um, whenever yeah, I play yeah, that, like totally. any of those guys, are they called gotcha games? Uh, gotcha games. Yeah. yeah. So that's a whole genre where it's like daily, you open up a chest and you get gems, and the gems are worth this, yeah. and then the coins are worth that, and then the diamonds are worth this. So like you have all these different currencies, so you can play through the game. Uh, where it starts mm-hmm. getting a little messy is whenever it's like that. That and it's not a phone game, but like Battlefront Two. You know, Star Wars Battlefront yeah. 2 to where, well, you know, you're paying. It's just easier to pay money, but it's also sleazier yeah. to pay money. Yeah. It's yeah. Just I mean, easy being sleazy. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an awesome question. Thank you for getting us started, <laughs> Logan. Um, thank you. Thank so you, much. my friend. Yeah. So next yeah, one. YouTube. It's on there, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, YouTube.com slash Logan Burton. All one word. Um, so thank you. Yeah. Now, Marcus, uh, Marcus um, Agapus, um, twitter.com slash uh, Marcus Agapus. Going for the jugular, by the way. Do, yeah. have you I know what you think about jugulars. Have, have <laughs> you seen Star Wars The Last Jedi? And if so, what is your opinion about it? So here's so so real talk. I've not seen it yet. Mm. Neither have I. I'm going to in about mm. three days. But Marco, you have seen it, right? I have seen it. Yeah, I have seen it. Um, so interesting. So we'll I try shared, to keep the spoiler free for, of course, sure, sure, for yeah. for the people out there that are like myself and Todd that have not seen it yet. But I, I would like to ask you after you say your stuff, Marco, I'd like to ask you leading questions just to be like, OK, okay what I want out of this movie might not match what we're given because I've heard some stuff. I've heard some stuff. Right. No spoilers, but I've heard some. It gets kind of rowdy. Yeah. Okay, uh, so I responded his question with a gif, and it was like it was like a song, like I'm all the way up because I, I like the video, I like the the movie, yeah. I like the movie, basically, I like the movie. So, um, and then all of a sudden, I hear all these uh, reactions of like how there's a there's a petition that they want to make this movie non-canon, and I'm like, yeah, my wife saw like, that. Dude, I was like, dude, now we got like. I my phrase it right wing Star Wars fans. Oh shit! Now. Right. <laughs> so like that's that's what we're purists. going with. This. Yeah, we got purists, purists, GOP, whatever you want to call it. They just want to because it's not pure. It's, oh, for it's, fuck's I'm sake! Like, what? Right. Fuck ever. You guys, this is the stupidest thing I ever heard. Oh. But it is an enjoyable movie. I liked it. There could be things that you know either that you can take out a scene or you know you can make it a little bit like hasten the pace or whatever. Gotcha. But for me, I enjoyed it. Cool. It's definitely, you know, how people were, were kind of complaining that Force Awakens was basically uh, a New Hope. Yeah, right, right. Um, I, I guess I can relay this as the Empire Strikes Back, but it's not really interesting. Not really one to one. Yeah, like similar similar to those movies. But I guess you can make that correlation. It's, but, you it's know, in that again, same vein. Same vein, yeah, mm. pretty much, pretty much, but not not exactly the same. So, out of but, out of Force Awakens and, and Last Jedi, mm-hmm. which one do you like better as just kind of a standalone movie? Standalone movie, I would say, I would say Last Jedi. Interesting. 
I would say Last mm. Jedi. Because what I've what I've heard from a few people is Last Jedi seems to be make or break based on the next movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I don't know exactly how what that means, or I guess that's the same thing as Empire Strikes Back. Because if you end mm-hmm. with like <laughs> Luke's hand getting chopped off and Han Solo's in carbonite and all this <laughs> shit, you yeah. you're kind of okay. like, okay, this better pay off. Like you're in your mind, you're like, what's going to happen here? Um, now, but, arguably, I will say this as as an old purist yeah. Star Wars fan, um, em- of of the original trilogy, Empire was my favorite. Yes. So just just the tone, um, the fact that it ends on a downer. Yeah. I love that. Yep. It was just beautiful. Yeah. If they could even capture some of that in Last Jedi, I'd be happy. And I see, I see Marco. Yeah, you're biting, biting the yeah. lip, and I know, yeah. <laughs> like it's all, yeah. it's all right there. But like, does it yeah. go that kind of angle to where it's not quite where you're expecting, and you're like, I don't know if I like this. Like, that's what I've heard is people left the theater like that was an amazing experience. I don't know mm-hmm. what I think about it. Like, I've heard a lot of people say they don't know what they think about it, <clears throat> and I'm like, that's yeah. interesting. Uh, how Empire Strikes Back. And how Last Jedi ends are not the same. Okay. The same hmm. same way they ended. Okay. It's not the same. Hence, I wanted to like, oh, like, oh, I was almost about to say something like it. Like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> I uh-uh. almost forced the spoiler. Yeah, you almost got it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You almost did. Oh, like, man. I almost spoiled on reaction. I'm like, oh wait, no, I yeah. gotta, I gotta not. Gotta not. Yeah. Um, that's a sign of a good brother. That's a true good brother, right there. That's a good brother <laughs> test. <laughs> If you, I tried. If you want I'm to know trying, people man. in your life that are good brothers and sisters, you ask them to spoil <laughs> something. If they don't, that's how you know. Yep. Um, okay, so and we'll we'll probably talk about it once Todd and I both see it. We'll probably have yeah. like a collective yeah, spoiler yeah. cat, like mm-hmm. not maybe the whole podcast, but we'll talk about yeah because that's a thing we'll definitely talk about. Um, yep. But yeah, great question, Marcus. Thank you so much for that. Um, see, got off to the races, man. Just hitting it. Um, yeah. So we <laughs> got um, a few here. From our good friend, you see how I'm doing that? Uh, a good friend, go. David Naple, from the uh, Why Do I Talk to You podcast. And oh, has two uh, pretty much heavy hitters as well, I can safely yeah, say. pretty heavy. So this number one is going to be very Marco-focused. But I think, well, no, I think Todd as well. Um, you guys yeah. will be the uh, authority on this. So number one, yes. <laughs> um, do you think the current comic book movie Bubble where companies like Marvel and DC are making boatloads of money by releasing one comic book movie after another is likely to burst anytime soon. So do you think this momentum is, is is it here to stay? Like, is it one of those that, you know, 10 years from now, we're still going to get three Marvel movies a year. And then there's going to be like two DC movies a year and they're going to be hitting the ground running. Or do you think that, like my personal opinion, and this just comes from the movie background. It's not even has to do with like, comic books uh, there's always a phase so mm-hmm. you, you'll see phases like if you go to the 1950s a lot of the movies from that era are very not patriotic but very like let's let's get together a team and we're gonna make things mm-hmm. happen because it was we have a, to take care of the red menace it, right it was like the industrial revolution but, you know there was a big hopeful outlook on the world and we know what yep. if we just you know <clears throat> roll up our sleeves and make things happen. Like that was the era of those movies. But then after that, there was the Armageddon movies 
it was all earthquake mm-hmm. and you know, you yeah. know all this type of stuff. Your disaster films, like the disaster be- films, because now you know you start getting into kind of the pre you know uh, Woodstock era, like kind of those '60s, you know, mid '60s, where oh, this is all going to crash and burn. So you can see society going through those stages. Um, I, I think I think comic book movies are a genre like that. Like I, I think of them the same way I think of uh, kind of disaster movies or, okay, this is the one where we have uh, just a decade of nothing but dramas, just really heart-wrenching, you know. Westerns. You, yeah, yes, absolutely, Westerns. So you have like The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, The Magnificent Seven. You have all of these kind of remakes uh, before that, it was samurai films. Like they all came from Akira Kurosawa, <laughs> yeah. and then Clint Eastwood took them and was like, "Bam!" But then '80s, you got all these uplifting stories. You got Rocky. You got, uh, y- you know, I mean, you got this stuff. You can see these themes. The action. Yeah, that's right. The action. You got the Brandon Lee double dragon or whatever it's called, uh, <laughs> like the crazy martial Blank arts stuff. So you got you got all that going. I think that uh, the comic book movies are just kind of that like I, I i still hold the opinion that lord of the rings opened the floodgates to make it acceptable for geeky shit to be liked by everybody because yeah absolutely yeah you know, return of the king won 11 academy awards <clears throat> like that's the only time that's ever really happened with fantasy sci-fi any of that stuff but now you're seeing more movies you're seeing like um interstellar you're seeing inception you're seeing sci-fi like ex machina uh, you're seeing hard sci-fi and like fantasy elements and all this stuff, Harry Potter shit. Like, there's a full range now, and it's way more acceptable. And I think comic books are the natural evolution of that because now, okay, fantasy's okay, sci-fi's okay. Well, now comic books are okay. Um, and I, I don't think we've gotten the video game part of that yet. Like, yeah, there's an Assassin's Creed movie. Yeah, there's some they, They've Raider. tried. They've, they've tried, and it just hasn't hit. Yeah. But then again, we yeah. got to remember in the 80s and 90s, we had that same thing with, with superhero movies. That's true. With the, yeah. we, they tried, and, I mean, we got the 89 Batman, which was good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't really stick to comic book canon, right. but there's that. We had Batman Returns. Uh, before that, even in the 70s, we had uh, Christopher Reeves' Superman, Superman stuff. OG Superman, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we had that, and it was like you would have like these spotted little rays of hope. Yeah, that's true. But then mm-hmm. Iron Man happened, and Iron Man did well, which honestly really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. It's yeah. about a a an asshole basically yeah, who's yeah. just like, well, I fucked up big enough. Let me <laughs> let me try to fix my problems now. Yeah. Um, and now I have a super suit. So yeah. I mean, that's well, and I I think that that was more of a here's the redemption of Robert Downey Jr. Like I, I yeah, you know I think they attached that, and that's why he played such a good Tony Stark because exactly mm-hmm. like you said, here's a dude that's a total dick, right? But now he understands, you know, he learns about himself and all this stuff. So it makes complete sense that Robert Downey Jr. would play Iron Man because his life is almost like a one for one of that yep. same beat. You know, and so I, I, but I see what you're saying. Like Iron Man, if you go back and watch the first Iron Man, it still holds up okay, but it's not nearly as refined or as good as, you know, like, you know, Winter Soldier or, you know, you see like, but it, but it also, I think it's because it was so close to the, to what can be considered comic canon that it, it stuck around. 
I mean, that that yeah. fans were just like, because you would have people that didn't know the comic stuff, and they get into this, and they're like, this is interesting. And then you have people that know the comic canon, and they're just like, they did this right. This is yeah, yeah. terrific. Um, so yeah. is is the bubble, the, the superhero bubble, so to speak, going to eventually pop? Yes. Um, it's, it, it, in my opinion, it's going to pop. Um, you, you know, Wes, you, you said the way films go and, and genres. I mean, we had a, a long tried history with, with, with the genre of films, such as Westerns, where that's all we would get. All we would get is Westerns yes, and yeah. some of the best mm-hmm. were made in that time. Now, when, when do you see a Western? When they do a remake? Yeah. Or like, like yeah, 310 to Yuma or, uh, yeah. yeah. And hell, that was 12 years ago. You know, yeah. like, but yeah, exactly. So yeah. you'll get these one-offs, and then you'll get these mm-hmm. cult classic one-offs like Tombstone. Yeah. Um, but then they're kind of their own separate thing now. And you're like, oh, I'm very much a Western fan. Yeah. Like people just love yeah. any Western movie that comes yeah. out because we rarely get them. So now let me go find that yeah. other Western movie. Yeah. I mean, when they release a Western in, um, in you know, a new Western, I will be like, I need to check this out. And then I probably won't, but I say I need to. <laughs> right. And it's because I, I mean, growing up, my, my grandfather loved Western. So he kind of beat that right. into me where sure. it's just like, you know, John Wayne and, you know, all, and all the other shit. Like, I mean, John Wayne's the big one that you can remember, but, um, mm. I mean, he watched so much of his goddamn movies. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> right. it, it, it was just like, what are we watching? It's a John Wayne film. Just sit down. I'm going to drink my gin. It's like. <laughs> it's McClintock. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a quiet oh man. Um, <laughs> you know. You know what the quiet man is? I mean, shut the fuck up. watching a movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, the bubble, I do see, I do see it popping, uh, but not as people would assume. I see it popping in a way where, like, we still get our, like, two to three superhero films a year. But it's just that. Two or three superhero films a year. Not three Marvel, not two DC, just total. Gotcha. Um, And I see DC being the first one to drop out because, yeah, they got, I mean, they don't know how to do their shit. Yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's so much trouble on the WB on WB side. It's yeah. Yeah. ridiculous. I mean, like their uh, what is it? Yeah, their their television stuff is great. Um, I enjoy yeah. it. They can do TV. They can do TV well. Um, yeah. But I don't think that their films even hold a candle to what Marvel can put out. Yeah. Um, even I mean, even like the team, like Justice League. I mean, they. They built Justice League in Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They built Avengers across six films. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. yes. So. Yeah. And yeah. I think the thing, and this is a whole, this kind of goes off the what the question was, but I think the biggest thing that ended up blowing up in the face of DC movies is having mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan do all three of those first <laughs> Batman films mm-hmm. because yeah. you're not going to out movie Christopher Nolan with Heath Ledger as maybe the best character actor doing a supervillain ever in the history of cinema. Like, what are you going to do? Like, where do you go from there? Because Dark Knight... Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor. Oh, uh, natural progression. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Natural progression. Uh, And Yeah, um, yeah, we'll just have him basically be a a dime store Heath Ledger Joker. I mean, the whole movie. Because he's crazy. Yeah, oh, he just does crazy shit. It... 
that was such a perfect storm. Like, The Dark Knight is still maybe the comic book movie. Like, if you're like, okay, I'm going to show somebody that doesn't know anything. He, they don't even know who Batman is. Like, they don't know anything about it. I would still yep. show them The Dark Knight, and it would play well. Because yeah. that that movie by itself has a very good beginning, has a very good middle, and has a very good end. That's it. Like, I would... Yeah. If, if I was to do something similar, DC side, I kind of agree with you. Yeah. Uh, but I would go Batman Begins, just because... Sure. It's a better entry. Oh, yeah, that's like, fair. It's a way better entry than uh, Dark Knight. Yeah, um, they just kind of hit the ground running in Dark Knight. Um, yeah, um, and yeah. if I were to go the Marvel side, I mean, I I have a, I have a soft spot for The Incredible Hulk uh, with Ed Norton. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, that was a to me, it one. just, yeah, it was. That was Ang Lee, it, right? No, 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 no. That was that oh. was just Hulk. That was that was that was just Hulk. Yeah, that was that Hulk. Was bad. That one was bad. Um, yeah. No, uh, Incredible Hulk uh, starts off with uh, Ed Norton in like Mexico or in South America, yeah. and he's working in a bottling pack factory. Gets cut, goes into a, a soda or something like that. They stop the line and shit. He's been hiding out. It's fucking great, and Ed Norton's performance in that and the things he added to the character of uh, of of Banner and even the Hulk. Mm carried over into Ruffalo's performances, ah, such as right. the like whole like, um, because Ed Norton's Hulk was, I mean, Ed Norton's banner was like very much like a very like, I need to control this. I need to control mm -hmm. this as much as I can. I'll do For that by meditation and, you know, uh, breath right. control and all the other stuff. Yeah. And you can kind of get that in, um, because even, it's it's mentioned like the throwaway line of like what's your secret? My secret is I'm always angry. Well, you could be angry, but if you can just keep your mm -hmm. shit yeah, sure. calm and be angry, right? Just enough. Yeah, just enough to kind of keep things under control. That's all you need to do, and you can you can achieve that through meditation and yeah. and all kinds of uh, of ways to kind of recenter yourself. And if it wasn't yeah. for Ed Norton, we wouldn't have had that in the character. So, I mean, I think it's a great way. Plus. If you're showing somebody in uh, a superhero film, they're going to want to see shit getting destroyed. I mean, right. what a, what's a better way than the fucking hole? <laughs> That's true. That's very true. I don't know. I'd, I'd show him Blade. First one. Yeah. Start start, start him low. Give him the low like low bar. Then give him I, always motherfuckers ice skating uphill line. <laughs> and then and then you do the jump to I think I think you would do the jump to like Iron Man. To Blade and Trinity. Then go from no, there. <laughs> <laughs> no, just just blade one, just one just blade one. Triple H with a Pomeranian <laughs> is where we go from there. It's, oh it's god, Silver Fang. <laughs> oh god, I try to forget that movie. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's great. Like, I mean, it's Deadpool. it's it's yeah, it's Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Bad. I still need. You've to seen watch that it. one? I still need to watch it. You still need to see that one. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, Nick Cage is amazing in that one. <laughs> I'm so excited. They let him. They basically let Nick Cage do whatever the fuck he wants, which is yeah. yes. That's what you should do. Anytime you get Nick Cage, that's what you get. Listen, I'll answer this question by saying: if you just make a one a year of Nick Cage movies, we'll watch them forever. I don't think that bubble will ever burst. Like the Nick Cage movies on Netflix. Oh, he should have his own category. Like whenever it says like because you watched Archer or whatever like on the yeah. deal it says like 
this is Nick Cage. And then you go and you're uh, like, Nick Cage. Yeah. just marathon yeah. it. Because you watched Broken Arrow, <laughs> right. you may enjoy Face Off. Because you <laughs> may enjoy- and you're like, okay, there's a correlation there. And then it's just like some of his weirder movies from like the eighties, like and you're like, how does <laughs> then you realize your entire queue is now just replaced with all Nick Cage films. That'd be great. That'd be the best April Fool's prank they could possibly do. Oh, we need yeah. to get on it. We need to work for Netflix. Yeah. Um so we got uh David asking another question. So this is another doozy that we can like dig into. Have you noticed what my brother dubbed, quote-unquote, the Skyrim effect, where the success of Skyrim and other open-world games has caused many games, including uh, some game series that were never like this before, to adopt more of an open-world design philosophy? Uh, Is this the way of the future, or are we losing a lot of the advantages linear design can offer by going down that open-world route? And oh man, yeah. yeah, he brought the fire, dude. He did. <laughs> that's a that's he, a juggernaut. He just dragon shouted at us, and I'm, I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I I completely agree that, and this is so weird because I kind of agree with it, and I'll talk about my reasoning. But yes, I think there's definitely something to that. I think with something like Skyrim, uh, because of Grand Theft Auto, there there are more. Uh, publishers willing to do something open world. So you're seeing more games kind of like crisis. You're seeing like how ghost recon turned into Wildlands or whatever Uh, you have uh, basically games. And I think the biggest example when he talks about, you know, uh, game series that weren't really like this, but are now doing it is now Zelda. I mean, breath of the wild and spoiler alert for my top games of the year. Fucking Zelda's on it. Cause that, I've never seen a game reinvent itself better than Zelda with Breath of the Wild. And Oh yeah. Like it's it's ridiculous how good that game is. And <laughs> but I kind of agree with this because the thing that I've noticed and you know, I've I've been covering games since 2000 god 6 with one up and all that stuff and then going to Nitro Beard in 2008 and like doing all that. The thing that I've noticed is we're getting back to what makes Dungeons and Dragons fun. And I think video games are adopting the D&D style of storytelling where they're going to give you situations and then what you do is the story, right? Like the actions you take are the story. So, you know, Todd, Marco, and I will play Skyrim for three hours. We get together. We talk about what happens. We all three have different realities you know what i mean so i think there's something to that i think look at player unknowns battlegrounds that's kind of the biggest thing yeah. i was a big fan of daisy and like player unknowns battlegrounds took that and condensed it they got rid of all the bullshit like you know eating mm-hmm. food and stamina and all that get rid of it get rid of the hypothermia get rid of all that stuff just get it to where you're on an island and the island's shrinking and you have to go kill people that's the whole premise yeah. of the game but the stories that you see on Twitch and that you hear about on podcasts, that game would never get old because all this shit just happens all the time and it's spontaneous. And like with Todd, like how you're doing Grand Theft Auto online, mm-hmm. you probably have stories for months about, oh, I was doing this and the cops pulled up and I did. 
So yeah, it's not it's yeah. not the game making a cutscene on what your character did. Like you're just doing it. You're doing that shit. It's I mean, with the from from that standpoint anyway, when I play GTA, I have a character, I have a backstory for my character and yeah. everything like that. And you know, um I'll play to that meta where it's sure. like she she's an artist. That's that's a proven fact. And there may be pictures she's taken with her phone. She likes taking selfies as well, but there may be pictures she's taken of her art. Yeah. Now her art does involve people that have had their heads caved in with a claw hammer, but it's art. <laughs> Dexter style. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, um, I gotta, I gotta pull the photo because it's just terrific. But I hit two people. One of them just kind of collapsed, and the other one kind of like did that like sexy lean on a curve. <laughs> just like, mm. and I took a photo of this, and it was just like, oh, that is terrific. That is beautiful. Oh, that's rad. And I mean, that's to me that is one of the uh, big things that I enjoy about uh, about GTA, especially uh, a normal game uh, wouldn't allow me to do anything near that. Right. Where I right. can have quote-unquote ownership of my character yes and i mean that's the biggest thing because i mean i'd much rather have that and and be able to tell the stories i want to tell i mean that's what role playing is all about sure i mean you want to tell the stories you want to tell i don't care if it's in a video game i don't care if it's you know in um you know in a uh, um on on a tabletop yeah or just you know in in a text chat I don't care where it is. It's just a situation where you're telling a story. That's what matters. Yeah. And I mean, if if it's if you're having fun, that's 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 it. Sure. More games going open world. I think it's a bit of a fad. Yeah. Like it, we'll start seeing it drop off, uh, because some companies can do it really well, and others cannot. Right. I mean, if you you look at um, uh, even. You know, you mentioned DayZ and um, Players Unknown Battleground. Um, let's look at H1Z1, and I mean yes. that as as both games. I mean, I mean right. that as Just Survive and King of the Kill, which is now just H1Z1. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very much a PVE player. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's hands down. I'd sure. much rather have situations, and I love learning about the lore. That's one reason why I loved Fallout growing up. I loved learning the lore and the stories of these games. Is Fallout a, uh, the first two Fallouts an open world game? Absolutely. Yeah. Does it get the credit it deserves as an open world game? No. That's true. I mean, so people saying like, oh, well, the Skyrim effect. I mean, it's it's a buzzword, you know, but yeah. it's been going on for a lot longer. It's just now starting to get the attention that people like this style. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And you, it, you brought up a good point. Do you, do you guys think that the open world GTA style is kind of lazy because because I, I guess the best of both worlds would be those original Fallout games and then games kind of like Baldur's Gate and yep. hell Deus Ex I'm a huge oh, yeah. worshipper of the first Deus Ex that mm-hmm. has a set narrative like there are there, there's a storyline part A part B part C part D now how you get from part A to part B is different. That's yeah. where that's where your dynamic happens. That's where mm-hmm. your sandbox choices happen. But it ends with you know J.C. Denton doing whatever, 
and then right. you go from there and then kick it over to part B. It's like we always use the, uh, you know, and I think, Marco, we've even talked about it on an old brother and around. If we each have $500 and our goal <laughs> is from right here, let's travel to Austin, Texas. We have five days. You have five days to get with 500 bucks, get to Austin, Texas. We know what the beginning and what the end is, but all that shit in the middle is going to be completely different. So yeah, I, I think there's room for both and that's kind of a lazy answer, but I, I do think, you know, not every book is a choose your own adventure book, right? There, there's a place for a set narrative, but I think video games are about doing things. That's what makes this different is it's not, we're not passive people watching a thing happen. Usually the best video games don't do that, right? You talk about some of your favorite games of all time, and we're going to get to Nintendo games here in a second with another question, but like Super Mario Brothers, you know, mm. that, that, what stories do you have growing up about you playing Super Mario Brothers? It had nothing to do with, oh, I got to go save that princess. Who cares? Like that, <laughs> that part's not important. What's important is how many times did it take you to kill Bowser on that fourth castle? Blah, blah, yeah, that's your story, your ownership of it. So I, I think yeah. if, if the set narrative is bumping you up to give you opportunities, that's like that sweet spot. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where you found some good magic right there. Yeah. Yeah, I come from the. I, I haven't played any of the, the Bethesda games, so I come from the GTA side of it, yeah. and I don't think it's, I feel like it, I don't think it's lazy at all. I mean, yeah, you do have your, you have your uh, destination of whatever mission you're doing, but then whatever, in, again, like we said, like you just said, in between is whatever, however you want to get there, yeah. you know, whether it's like running everybody over or with the police behind you or being, actually doing drivers, like, I did that for a while, like stop at the red lights, fucking turn on your blinker. But then you're like, okay, this game's going to take me 700 hours. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, that was a, I mean, good. That's a, like I said, we could spend a whole podcast talking just about those. Um, You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a hearty, like, but thank you, uh, David. Uh, Naple from the Why Do I Talk to You podcast. So go check that out. We talk out. to you because you have good questions. You have great questions, man. That's why we want to talk to you. Um, so we got, uh, let's see. So we'll scroll back down a little bit here. Oh, from Turtle Joe King on Facebook. What is your favorite color? Navy blue. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say like, and this is the designer in me. I'm going to say like, powder blue but here's the deal okay. can, can anyone really tell me the difference between sky blue baby blue powder blue and light blue no we make that joke in no. design like stuff all the time at work it's like if someone comes up to me and it's like i want something really big and you're like okay what does that mean like big compared to a penny or big compared to a billboard, like <laughs> what, what? What scale are we working? At <laughs> yeah, right. For your, for your so large. Like, what kind of blue do we really mean? Like we know it when we see it, but someone will come up. Can it be light blue? And then you make something light blue, and then they're like, "No, more blue." And you're like, 
What does that mean? But I would say like powder blue. <laughs> like that nice powder, very low saturated blue color. Very nice. Okay. All right. I mean, for me, I've always been partial to purple. Uh, that's just like a thing. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much. Uh, however, uh, traditionally, I usually rock the red. I mean, that's. Oh yeah. You, I mean, you can see the pop filter. You can. Yeah, dude. Probably see the thing back there. I mean, my green screen behind me used to be a red sheet. So <laughs> nice. I mean, I, I had that's. I mean, that's part of who I am. Yeah. So like, so like darker, like kind of a crimsony red, or more of like that cherry, like lollipop, bam in your um, face red. I mean. It, it's not it, it's not so much a crimson or a uh, or a sanguine red mm-hmm. uh, or even a a, um, a cabernet red or, or or wine red I mean I'm making the jokes about design colors because <laughs> those are like all within the same <laughs> like the same little part in the color sure. wheel yeah yeah <laughs> I mean it's just like a slight variation off each one um I mean just I mean if you just give me like a a, a traditional red yeah um I'm good I'm yeah. good. Wow. So, but yeah. even just anything in that red spectrum gotcha. without going too light, I'm pretty good with. Like, yeah. And then uh, another one from Turtle Joe King. And by the way, their their YouTube is called Alley Clash King. So A L L Y Clash King. Probably youtube.com slash Alley Clash King, if I were to guess. Yeah. Um, so, what movies do you recommend? Blade Runner. There it is. <laughs> OG Blade Runner uh, for sure. Um, um, do we want? They uh, live. Do we want to do Old Boy? Because that's a I I want to recommend it, but like, do we really want to recommend it? Is old, it really uh, Jeff, uh, the the original Old Boy? Yeah, yeah. I'll recommend that. Korean I'll film. take the bullet okay. on that yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it depends yeah. on what kind of mood you're in. Sure. Really. Yes. Yeah. And I will say actually another Korean film, another Korean film mm-hmm. that's a little bit more. Not as like, holy shit, what did these guys make me watch? Um, it, it can feel that way a little bit, but another Korean film is called A Tale of Two Sisters. And mm-hmm. that movie is fantastic. It was actually remade in America, and the remake was called The Uninvited. So if you've seen The Uninvited, oh. that's based on a Korean folklore. And uh, the original was done, I think it was the producer that did... Uh, Oh, the producer that helped, not with Audition, but uh, another thing that uh, Takashi Miike made. Mm. And it shot super well, and you don't know, you kind of know what's going on, and you kind of get a feeling, and it's very emotionally driven. And then the twist, you're like, ah, and then you have to rewatch it from the beginning, and then you realize how obvious the whole thing was, and you're like, how did I not see that? But the way they shoot all of this stuff is just genius. Um, But yeah, it's called A Tale of Two Sisters. Go check it out. I highly mm. recommend it. Watch it with a whole bunch of people. Um, I I'll also recommend uh, a Japanese sci-fi film from 2002. Uh, Takashi uh, Yamazaki, I believe uh, that's how you pronounce it. Directed it. It's called The Returner. Yes, um, dude. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> you prepare to have your mind fucking blown. Oh my with that god! One. Like that. And it has the most badass cover. In the yep. world, like the cover I have on my copy, because it's probably some bootleg copy. He has his sunglasses on, he has his hair, he has his trench coat, and he has like his arms it's, sticking way out. 
is it the orange cover? I think so. Yeah, like the neon. Yeah, green. the orange cover was the uh, U.S. release of it. It's fucking so sick! That movie. It's great. a great film. Oh, that movie's great. Oh, it's amazing. I usually throw that one out, and everybody's just like, "What the fuck is this?" Dude. And I go, <laughs> "It's so nice to know somebody that oh, else is." It's so good. <laughs> but, and so I, I'll say if you like the Returner and you want that kind of crazy action, but you want like a comedy version of it, watch the movie called Versus. That oh, is, yes. <laughs> that's special edition. <laughs> special edition. Okay. Not because the standard one. Special edition. And, and tie it into video games. The guy that made Versus ended up making Metal Gear Solid, uh, what was it? The GameCube remake. The the one. Um, the, Twin yeah, Twin, Twin Snakes. Snakes. He's the one that directed that, that people gave all that shit to, to when like Solid mm-hmm. Snake does a backflip and like kicks the missile and like all that stuff. And, and how naive were all of we that we we're like, that's not realistic. Little did we fucking know what would end up with Metal Gear. Shit. Fucking Death yeah, Stranding yeah. and shit. Uh, but, but, but like, genius. That guy's a genius. So Versus is another one. Yeah. See, we yes. could go all day on these. Battle Royale is another one I, I recommend all Absolutely, Royale, man. Um, Even the second one, even though it's not as well received. The Wild um, 7. Yeah, man. I yeah. dig it. I mean, it was a great. I enjoyed it. Uh, it changed the dynamic of the game mm-hmm. a bit but yeah it was, was a it was definitely a it was definitely a story that could only be told at that time yeah um, because everybody was worried about terrorism and stuff yeah. like that and it fit yes so uh oh man you guys are naming like off the wall movies like deep cuts. i mean I, I can only think of like deep cuts like all i can think of was like blood sport and best of the best oh well of course well, you absolutely should like you yeah. if you have not seen blood sport forget everything we said go watch blood sport if only let's see there's that there's the kickboxer um oh yeah, yeah man best of the best yeah man yeah just Watch that dancing train get that um, dancing. <laughs> drug dancing uh what is it uh, another great one uh takeshi katano uh Sonatine was really good. Yeah, Sonatine was mm. one. He also did a remake of Sanjuro. Um yeah. The Blind Samurai. And Zatoichi, uh, yes. Or Zatoichi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, Sanjuro was Which, different. Honestly, it, that movie itself made me very interested in Zatoichi, and then I ended up tracking down, thanks to Hulu, because they had the mm. Criterion Collection at the mm. time, uh, they had, like, all the Zatoichi films, and they were releasing, like, one a year from, like, 19... What the 1950s? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1950s yes. until like um, 1990 something. I mean, a lot of. <laughs> it's just, it's just he's like he's like insane. Godzilla movies, man. Like they kept coming out, yeah. and, but Zatoichi's okay. the man, dude. Oh, and yeah. uh, but yeah, that that remake's beautiful. Also, there was one. Uh, God, it came with a double pack because it came with Zatoichi, and then there was one. It was called like Mad Dog or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was this old beat Takeshi, uh, beat Takeshi or whatever it is, like old movie that he he yeah. was a young dude man he had a slick before his before his motorcycle accident yeah like that, slick um, back hair and that's true and like but but now his face is just so it it's like mm. grizzled and if God. if you if you enjoy yakuza films if you enjoy beat takeshi uh there's a great film that many people don't talk about called brother uh it's mm. um what is it? It's uh, Beat Takeshi and Omar Epps. Oh, <laughs> what? That's amazing. Okay. 
it's actually really good. Like he, it starts out in Japan. Yeah. Uh, he ends up leaving Japan, going to see like his brother in the States. Yeah. Right. And uh, his brother's running with uh, Omar Epps and it's like, That's and he's just guy. like, you're not, you're not doing crime. Right. And then like, he basically teaches them how to, how to be an organization. And it's, mm. it's fucking good. That's cool. Um, God, now that reminds me of a, a newer Korean film called a man from nowhere. So good, dude. Like, uh, but that's what it all is. It's like, oh, I'm the lone wolf, and like, I'm gonna give someone my liver, and then like, oh, this this young orphan girl's dying, so I have to protect her. Like, it's the whole. If you're into the yakuza, like that type of shit, mm-hmm. man. Man from nowhere is genius. Oh God, it's so good. Yeah. And like, it has. I, I remember yeah. it has a very specific camera shot to where he's running down a hallway, and it's almost like this is where uh, I think it was born ultimatum. Like, stole this shot outright from Man From Nowhere. Mm. Like, dude's running, and he jumps through a window, and the cameraman follows him. Like, the cameraman also jumps out of this fucking window. And, like, they both land at the same time, and I'm like, oh, this is genius. Like, that dude's... That cameraman has balls of steel, like, carrying a big-ass camera and, like, <laughs> diving out windows and stuff. Oh, it's so sick. Now they just do it with a GoPro, though. So yeah, yeah, now they just yeah, fisheye yeah. lens it on a helmet, and they're done. Um... <laughs> But oh, so good. Um, but yeah, there's yeah. so many good movies. Oh my god! So yeah. once again, we can do the whole podcast just movie recommendations. Yeah, we can. We can. But, uh, yep. but we can. thank you so much, um, Turtle Joe King, Ali Clash King on YouTube. So let's see. The next set is from good friend Brad Cooper, um, and I'll read the whole thing because he plugs his stuff. But I absolutely think we should. Uh, on one of our earlier episodes of Apex Live, so A-P-E-X Live, uh, we all named our top five regular Nintendo games. What is on your top five list and why? Um, I'll make sure to listen to the episode if you'll link it, and we'll talk about it on our next episode. So a little cross-promo rating. Oh, um, yep. cross-pollinating. That's right. Uh, we love video games and nerd culture on our show. Uh, we talk a little bit about everything, but these things show up quite frequently. So thank you, Brad. Uh, so, uh, on your top five regular Nintendo games, what would be on it? Oh man, throwing throwing it on the spot. I too. know, dude. So I thought about mine. Uh, Double Dragon. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, shit, Double Dragon. Uh, God, because now now it's been so long since the regular Nintendo. Part of me wants to think yeah. about these are the most important games that the Nintendo brought us. But I'm trying to forget all that. I'm trying to oh yeah, sure, Final Fantasy invented the you know, you know, Dragon Warrior, all that shit. Like very important, very important. But what do I actually recommend people play? So mm-hmm. Double Dragon still holds up. I would say Ninja Gaiden, but that shit's hard, man. That game is yep. difficult. It is. Um, it is. Oh, they had that great port of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. Regular Nintendo yeah. had that port. Oh, of it. yeah, there you it go. It wasn't as popular as the Super Nintendo port, yeah. but like that Nintendo port was pretty spot on. Um, yeah, it was good at the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna say Mickey Mouse Capades. Oh, snap. We're kicking it old school, dude. Um, oh, I got some regular <laughs> Nintendo games right here. We got <laughs> fucking Renegade. Um, <laughs> that that knockoff shit, dude. Look at that. That knockoff Double yeah, Dragon. There you nice. go. That's it, man. But speak yeah, of the man. devil, 
because this was our last there unboxing video. Bam, we got the real McCoy right there. Oh, My camera nice. just slipped yeah, on Skype, but hell yeah. Bimmy. Um, that's it, man. Uh, God, and the last game would probably be... Oh, man, probably Super Mario Brothers 3. I mean, it's the... Mm. It's a staple, but for good reason. It still holds up yeah. super well. Yeah. I would have to follow suit with Super Mario 3. Uh, let me see. Yeah. I, would, I mean, I'm not trying to copy you one-on-one, but Double Dragon 2. It's sick, man. Was, was, was good. Um, super Dodgeball gets on gets on my list because it's everybody has a special shot, and that's all fun and stuff. Right. Um, and that's it's not so much... Nintendo hard or anything. Um, Chippendales Rescue oh, Rangers. That was the first yes. Nintendo game. Also difficult. First Nintendo game I beat. You, I, that was the first Nintendo game I beat, dude. You beat it? <laughs> Shit, I did. That's hardcore. I did. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that was three. Um, because hmm. all I can think of, I mean, I don't think this is on my list, but I, all I can think of now is like Street Fighter 2010. I know. <laughs> not, that's not related whatsoever. Uh, let me see. See, I was thinking stuff like 720. Like, mm. seven, oh, yeah, yeah. 720 was great. Uh, uh, of course, you have like Paperboy, which is classic. But, oh, yeah. TNC Surf. TNC Surf. What was the bad yeah. one? There was a TNC Surf was good. Oh, uh, oh California, California Games. Games. California, California Games. Games I like. I love California. I did too, man. You played Hacky Sack. You played. Uh, you can't believe you played yeah, Hacky Sack. Bike and like rollerblading. And- That's right, man. It's it's funny because California Games is one of those games I was going to say. I'm like, yeah. all right, so those California Games. Uh, Battle Toads. Oh, was it? Of oh, geez. Of Gotta go Battle Toads. Um, oh, shit. What was the. Uh, Skate or Die. Yes. Skate or Die. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if anybody that played a, a game had an NES back then knows Skate or Die. Yeah. Um, shit, that's three. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's how I was like. There's so many. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of going through my list of like because at one point you got to remember we did the whole uh, thing where it's like, oh, what's your your definitive Sega Genesis oh, yeah. and yes. SNES list? Yeah. And I also did one for. Um, NES, I never posted it, so I'm just kind of going through that, and it's like a 30 game list. <laughs> right, <laughs> gotta pick five. Golly, because there was pick seven five. over 700 titles released for the uh, for the NES. I mean, I mean, a softball would be Legend of Zelda, but I mean, I'm not gonna go with that because right. I mean that's a given. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I didn't want to bring up Final Fantasy or Dragon Warrior or because yeah. it's like I, of course, I would t- say those, but like, what are the other ones like that might be? Well, the, yeah. They're eight here, yours. but like they're they're still yeah. Uh, you could you could do Dick Tracy, of course. Didn't it wasn't even good on the on Genesis. It was good on nothing. I don't know why. By by the way, whenever I was growing up, I always went to the rental store and wanted to rent Dick Tracy, but it was never there. It was never there. So someone either loved it so much they kept it, or they actually never got a copy of Dick Tracy, but they got the box. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> never got to play it. Uh, Wizards and Warriors I, it made me think of that. Mm-hmm. And Legend of Cage or Kage. Or Kage, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, 
Tecmo Bowl. Oh. Tecmo Bowl. Yeah. Dude, RBI baseball. Holy RBI. shit. Those were the jam. That's right. That's right, dude. Oh. Robot so baseball. Good. Robot oh. baseball. Yes. Oh, my Damn. God. Right. Now, now you're opening floodgates. That's I'm right. Now, now we're never going to stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's so many. There's so many. Yeah. I mean, what is that? I just named four yeah. that I'm, I'm sticking to. Final fight. God, there's so uh-huh. many fucking good games on that system. And like knowing what we yeah. know now, we're in like PS4 era, you know, PC is mm-hmm. big deal. Literally changed the industry forever. Yeah. You know, you had Atari and yeah. that was fine. I mean, I don't have the nostalgia glasses for Atari, but that got people kind of into the whole arcade experience at home. Yeah. But then regular Nintendo just sealed it. Like Nintendo saved video games. Like <laughs> that's a that's a genuine yeah. Yeah, the really last, much. my last one, and I mean, I forgot this got released on the SNES, on SNES, on the NES, Maniac Mansion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Ghosts and Goblins. The original mm-hmm. came out on the Nintendo. Yep. Oh, Mar- my God. Marvel Madness. Oh, my dude. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Now I got to go update my wish list for video games monthly and like ask for all this shit, dude. They've been good about getting me some stuff, though, so I'm going to shield in. Uh, but, and, and I mean, I, I just limited it to NES, not Famicom, because yeah. there's I mean, there's two titles there, which I, I would recommend one of which just because it infuriates people. And that's the uh, the game that uh, beat Takeshi made. Takeshi's <laughs> <laughs> castle. It's um, like, like how do how uh, do I beat this? Apparently, you have to sing into the second controller because it had a microphone in it. Like that's how you yeah. get past one area, so and then weird. you have to like leave your console on for like forty minutes so a map will appear and shit. Like it just like really <laughs> like. He created a though. game that was so unuser friendly because well, he hated it was video ter- games, right? Exactly. He, he thought it was, it was stupid. <laughs> he was like, "What is this? Why do you want a stupid game?" And yeah. they're like, "We think it's a great idea." And he's like, "Screw yeah. you!" And then, like, so he made the worst game he could possibly think of. Yeah. And then the other one was a the uh, oh, what the fuck was the name of it? Um, I'm gonna have to look this up, but um, it was. A Splatterhouse game on the NES. Well, it was on the uh, Famicom. Yeah. And okay. it was uh, done in more of a chibi style. It was oh, interesting. Um, <laughs> and it was just, it was an interesting. Um, yeah. Oh. That's really cool. Yeah, you just reminded uh, me of Mighty Final Fight. Uh, Wampaku Graffiti. Splatterhouse Wampaku uh, Graffiti. Um, okay. It was, yeah, it, it's an interesting game, but yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not bloody and gory like the, uh, like Splatterhouse games. Um, I mean, but you get all those like m- movie influences of like, you're going down mm-hmm. a, a area and you get like Evil Dead vibes from it, and you get like oh, Dracula vibes. So it's yeah. like it's really cool in that sense. Uh, it never saw the a U.S. release, unfortunately, but it really needed one, and yeah. I think it would have done pretty well. But at the time, that style of game was not something that would have translated too well with a, with an American audience, gotcha. and I understand that. Sure. So. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, there's some cool. hot hits right there, man. So thank you, Brad, for that. Um, yeah, definitely go check out Apex Live. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for that question. 
So on that whole, we, we just mentioned that, you know, Nintendo, you know, Nintendo kind of saved video games. We got a mm-hmm. question from uh, Luke Goddard. So from a beard our good, tech. Our good friend. Yeah, great friend. Um, <laughs> salt of the earth, Luke Goddard from uh, YouTube.com slash beard tech. Uh, B-E-A-R-D-T-E-C-H. So as a Nitro Beard mm-hmm. alumni, I give the beard seal of approval to our good friend go. Luke Goddard right there. So he says, here's a question. Is the Nintendo Switch Nintendo's best comeback ever? Considering no. their Wii U disaster, 2018 could be epic for them. So so I'm, I'm with uh. Todd here. I'm with Todd here. Here's the thing. I do want a Nintendo Switch. I do want one. I'm mm-hmm. not going to get one yet, but but here's the thing. I still like my Wii U. I love my Wii U, dude. Yeah. That what a great system to collect for cuz nobody wants Wii U games right now. So you can get them for pennies on the dollar. Yep. So highly yeah. recommend collecting for your Wii U. Um but I I think, you know, they they changed the game with the regular Nintendo and then they followed it up with the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't even need a comeback. Like, that's still... And I'm a Genesis kid. But yeah. I realize how staggeringly incredible the Super Nintendo is. It's still crazy to me that that was a thing that existed and the games that we got on that system. Mm-hmm. Because we mm-hmm. had arcade perfect Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Like, think about that. Street Fighter 2, fucking Championship Edition. You had stuff like NBA Jam. You had, you know, Link to the Past. Basically, they took every good idea from the regular Nintendo and made it better. So you had Metroid. Oh, we're just going to make Super Metroid. Oh, I don't Metroid. know. Still, still the best Metroidvania game ever. You know, yeah. like, how do you, oh, you had Super Mario Brothers 3? which some people call the greatest game of all time. Let me make a Super Mario World. Let's just take Mario that. And you're like, fuck, Jeez. that's your follow-up? Jesus Christ. Like, oh, when you enjoy Super Mario World, how about we uh, we, we put out a compilation call you, for you called Super Mario All-Stars. It has all of them. Just, yeah. just and then we'll release a new version because maybe you, maybe you didn't enter with uh, Super Mario World. So now All-Stars has Mario World included. You're welcome. Buy it again. Um, Breath of Fire 1 and 2. Yep. Yep. Mario Kart. <laughs> it's stupid how good that system is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the Switch is a comeback system cuz like they were still they're kind of pretty much still thriving off the 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 Wii. Right? They made yeah. so much the Wii made so much money. Wii U was like, okay, yeah, we can afford to Take you know, a gamble. Lighten the coffers a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then Switch comes out. Like, okay, well, yeah, they're kind of be back to back to status quo in a sense. Yeah. Not it's but it's not so much of a, a comeback system. Right. Because they've never really Nintendo's been Disney this whole time. They've done their mm-hmm. own thing. Yeah. The competition really doesn't matter. They're gonna do their own thing. What's really fascinating yeah. though, I can't remember where I heard this, so shout out to whoever came up with this idea first. Every decision Nintendo has ever made led to the switch because if you look mm-hmm. at the history of yeah. nintendo you have the regular you know trading cards back in the day but uh, and you could talk about the ar scanner for the amiibo so mm-hmm. right 
Every decision Nintendo's ever made goes on a track record of like, okay, we have the regular Nintendo. Now we need to make it a little bit more arcade perfect, so we're going to do the Super Nintendo. Okay, then after that, we're actually going to make the GameCube. Here's a system you can take with you. We're going to put a handle on it. We're mm-hmm. literally going to take a handle on it. Oh, by the way, you want to actually take a system with you? Here's the Game Boy. Oh, you want the clamshell design, so here's the mm-hmm. Game Boy yeah. Advance. Oh, you want a touchscreen. Here's the N- N- Nintendo DS. Oh, so you want this type of thing interaction with your TV? Well, here's here's the Wii. Like every decision they've made. Oh, you want a touchscreen actual mm-hmm. tablet with your thing? Well, here's the Wii U. Oh, you want one that you can take the whole thing with you? Well, here's the Switch. Every decision they've ever made has led up to the Switch, and it's kind of fascinating. Whenever you see that that one main idea of here's what you play on your TV and then you also take it with you and then you can touch it and then right. you can interact with it with your body. That's never gone away. Um, I, I just think either Nintendo is absolute genius or they're building up to one system. Like <laughs> they've wanted to build this one fucking thing for forever, but they still haven't got it yet. Like they're still out there trying to make it work. The switch might be another stepping stone, and then the next thing they make, we're like, oh, well, of course, the switch leads into this. Like we're gonna oh, you f- like that that weird little controller on the N sixty four because it had the little Z button under the middle. Oh, we'll we'll turn yeah. that into a separate thing by itself. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> just I'm I grew up a Sega guy. Right. That's my thing. Um, Nintendo, for me, I when it comes to a a game system, I look at first off the games coming out for it, where my friends are, where where they're playing. And then I make my decision. Yeah. When it comes to Nintendo and this goes this goes back to even the N64 days. I had friends with the N64 go over there, play it, have a little bit of fun. I never really clicked with me. Yeah. GameCube, same thing. There is two games that I know of that I enjoyed on the GameCube. And one of them was uh, Hunter the Reckoning because of the four-player thing and yes. it had four ports great on the uh, thing. Yeah. It's a great game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the other one was uh, Eternal Darkness, Sandy's mm-hmm. Requiem. Absolutely. I don't own a GameCube. I own that game. Right, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, you look at that and it's like, to me, the Wii was was a miss was a misstep, but it allowed them to say see, oh, uh, allowed them to see that well, we can go and limit our stock and fuck everybody, so we have an in demand product constantly. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> yeah. And anybody that worked retail at that yes, time, oh. and I know I know you've talked about it, Wes, knows that. Yes, I, I nothing more infuriating than answering a phone at your job and going, thank you for calling, blah, blah, blah. We do not have any Wii's. We do not know when they're coming out. How can I help? Yeah, you? and then they hang up. Automated. Because that's yeah. all they And need. then they hang up right away. Yeah. That's all they needed. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got two of them shipped to us today. We ordered 25. Yeah. And they send <laughs> like, them by boat. They don't yeah. send them by plane. Yeah. They send them by they boats. They ferry them. It takes them 14 weeks yeah, out of Japan. <laughs> I took a ferry to Japan. Um, <laughs> I rewatched that the other day, by the way. Um, <laughs> that, that whole thing. You had to. The, the Dirty 30 and Natty Lights. Um, yep. So, but Nintendo's an odd bird, right? Nintendo's its own thing. 
It doesn't care about the rules set by whatever other system. Fuck, they're still using friend codes. Like, yeah. I I know what the original friend code was called. It was called a phone number. Like, I'll get, I'll do voice chat. Hell, the Switch uses a phone for voice chat. Yeah. Yeah. What? Doesn't like, use Discord. What are you doing? <laughs> But then it's, it's, they'll bring they out they'll bring out just fucking brilliant shit like Picross, and they'll bring out they'll they'll bring out like okay how you said you have Eternal Darkness, uh, but yeah. you don't have a GameCube. I'm about yeah. to go buy Xenoblade Chronicles two. Yeah, I don't own a Switch. I'm gonna go yeah. buy the game. They got it on sale like our Target has the special edition for like mm-hmm. sixty bucks instead of a hundred and ten. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go buy it right now because eventually one day I'll get a Switch. So it'll be nice to have that for the the, the old mantle, mm-hmm. um, but but yeah, like see, and I love the GameCube. In my opinion, my my two favorite, uh, and you know we wax poetic about the Super Nintendo all day. Uh, my my two favorite Nintendo systems, one is the GameCube, because I, I just think everything for that system worked. I think, and it introduced us to Tom Nook. So I yeah, mean, of course, you know <laughs> we had we had Solid Snake doing backflips off of rockets, and we had Tom Nook. Yeah. So that was that was Shaking my test. That's it, man. And then my other one, and people think I'm insane for saying this, is a Nintendo 3DS. I think the no, it's... 3DS is genius. I got that new 2DS XL, the the one that does the flip stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. I literally play it every single day. Since I bought it, I have played it every single day. Um, and, and that's that's a testament to it. I'm playing Animal Crossing on it. I'm playing Fire Emblem on it. I'm playing everything on it. Um, I got, you know, I got like Breath of the Wild, or not Breath of the Wild, uh, the Ocarina of Time 3D thing, Majora's Mask they put on there. All the virtual console stuff. So you have your Breath of Fire 1 and 2, Super Metroid, like... This thing's a monster machine. You know what I'm saying? Like it's unbelievably good, and I don't think it gets a a lot of love. I say that it's the best. I think it's the best selling system Nintendo's ever made. Yeah. Maybe I need to look at the numbers again. But their, their handhelds have always historically done better than their their regular yeah, consoles. That, and that's true. But but even based on that, like the 3DS, like they've released the 2DS, the new 2DS one with the clamshell thing. The 3DS still sells better. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah. you can't argue that. You you cannot argue that at all. And personally, like the, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that 3DS. I have a 3DS. I don't use it. Right. But I have it yeah. just in case. Yeah. I have Monster Hunter Ultimate. Yes. And I have Majora's Mask. Mm. I mean, that's all I need. If I, if I travel, I charge a thing up, I take it with me. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. I mean... It's a great system. And Nintendo's, that's, I guess, what's so frustrating about Nintendo is, like, they could obliterate the competition. Mm-hmm. They could have yeah. a monopoly on video games. And I don't say that lightly. I don't say that joking or hyperbole. They could own video games. If you think video game, it's like if you think of kids' movies, you think Disney. Yet mm-hmm. again, you get that comparison. You know what I mean? Because it's like... That's what it is. Is you think Pixar, or you, you know, you think Disney, then they're one of the same. So mm. Nintendo could have that. It's like, oh, video games? You mean Mario? 
<laughs> you mean the new Zelda? You need the new Metroid? You know the new Donkey Kong? The new Mario Kart? The new blah blah blah? Like they could make a system and yeah. get all the third parties. They get Activision. They get fucking Call of Duty. They can get you know Battlefield. Like whatever's coming out. The only issue I see with Nintendo is, yes, they do innovate. They do do some off the wall shit that works or it doesn't. Uh, hence the the Wii, the Wii U, and the Virtual Boy. Um, I mean, two of those worked. Yeah. Well, one of those worked. The the Wii U, people love. There's people that love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Cold following. Then totally. there's and then there's people that are just like, why? Why was this um, made? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you have the Virtual Boy, which everybody disliked. <laughs> right. But um, <laughs> but their yeah. to me, one of their problems has been the way they treat their consumers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the way that they don't want to adapt to modern days hence the whole friend code thing yeah. if i wanted a friend code i would still be using icq yeah sure first off. exactly um i mean that's that's just that not having integrated voice is yeah <laughs> what unbelievable yeah. That, no that on a modern day system that shouldn't be a thing right um and i mean the fact that like you take the take the wii take the i mean the wii U not so much but take the wii if you stacked a Wii game, like let's just say you got, uh, I don't know, like Ghostbusters mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. Wii, and it released the same day on the Xbox 360 or the mm-hmm. PS3, you got two drastically different games. Yes, that's fair. That's totally true. Um, and sometimes made by different developers. Yeah. Like, not yeah. even, oh, this team on Activision did this one and this team on Activision. Like, no, no, no. Like, it would be the license holder because of Nintendo would be different. Like, weird shit. Yeah. And then you had all the carnival games. You had all the, yeah. like, just trash. I'll tell you what, man. The Wii has some amazing games. I still think, and I get hate mail for this shit all the time. I still think Super Mario Galaxy might be the best video game ever created. They yeah. nailed it. Like they used the Wii U or the Wii controller so perfectly. Every eight to ten minutes, they drastically changed how you interacted with that game. And like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna do Marble Madness. I'm gonna ch- change where the world's oriented. Oh, now I'm gonna put the controller in my hand and use it like a joystick. Oh, now I'm gonna use it like a fishing rod. Now I'm gonna. It got it. It understood what that system was built for. You were never bored. It always threw something new at you. You weren't, it always, it was magical. Like you talk about it in like old grandma terms. Like it, it, oh, it just filled my heart with glee. Like it was that, that sort of thing. And I can't think of a single. That amount of interactivity gave me the vapors. Oh, my stars and stripes. Um, But yeah, it was like, that's what it was. It was like, it made you just feel good. And you're like, oh, this is the magic of video games. And only really Nintendo can do that. Like, I, I, I will say, I don't really, I don't feel that way when I play StarCraft. I'm, like, furious when I'm playing StarCraft. I'm like, Gah! like, I'm having an aneurysm. So it's a whole different experience, right? But it's like, for some reason, Nintendo, they they just get it. They get whatever that thing is to transport you back to whenever you're eight years old. They understand that, and they got it down to a formula. The same way Marvel movies... They got that fucking line, man, and they know exactly what type of character and what type of fan service and what type of bam and put that there and put this over here and then plot twist here and then do that and now here's your after credits. Like, they got it down. But Nintendo doesn't want to adapt. 
I mean, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Like they don't they want to integrate newer technologies that'll actually help the player base. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to. I mean, even have the have enough technology in their system to be able to render modern games properly. I don't know, dude. Right. I will say because I agree with you ninety nine percent of the time on that fact. If it's a first party game, it's not an issue. Yeah, sure. Okay, but if it's yes. but if it's any other thing, like two uh, K released two uh, yeah. K eighteen on the WWE two K eighteen on the Switch, yeah. and it was horribly bad with. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. So, I mean, it's, there's still that. Like, they don't support their third party enough to let them really do what they can with what Nintendo's giving them. Meanwhile, they can, they can, there's no incentive for third party, essentially. That's the way I see. Like, other than them being like, oh, we're on a Nintendo platform. Yeah. I mean, they could do a game on Steam. That well, on PC, it releases on Steam, Xbox One, and PS4 the same day. And then it's yeah. like, eh, six months later, we'll release it on the, uh, can <laughs> on the Switch. Yeah. Can you imagine as a third party? Because, okay, like if I'm a third party developer, and like mm-hmm. I make my game and I'm real proud of it and stuff, and then I, I, I put it and like, uh, if it was an Xbox One thing exclusive, then I'm competing with Halo. Right, I'm competing mm-hmm. with Forza. Mm-hmm. I'm competing with Gears of War. Yeah. Okay, sure. Those are big, huge AAA things. Uh, okay, yeah, that's going to be an issue. Okay, PlayStation. I'm going to be compared to Uncharted. I'm going to be sharing that shelf space. If you're a third party making Nintendo stuff, you're telling me you're wanting to go up against Mario? You never will break your fucking legs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, you're getting slaughtered at Best Buy. Yeah. Because if it's between I'm getting little Johnny fucking Call of Duty whatever on a Switch where the version's not quite the same, or Super Mario Odyssey, yeah, that's not even a contest. You know what I'm saying? Like. You can't you can't out Zelda Zelda get the fuck out of here like yeah. <laughs> like you're it's you're going up and you're uh, going into a losing fight so yeah. I kind of get why third parties stay away because Nintendo systems are for Nintendo games mm. full stop mm. um, but if you're a fan of Nintendo there's a lot to love I just wish there could like you said Todd I wish there could be more to love like. Yeah. You have these really diamond in the rough games like Eternal uh, Darkness, uh, like mm. uh, I love the Bot and Kaitos, the mm, RPGs yeah. from like GameCube. I love those games, but is there a new Bot and Kaitos? No. We got Xenoblade. That's why I'm going to buy that shit because yeah. I don't know if we're going to get any more. Like I like it. I, I got Xenoblade yeah. 3DS on the 3DS. Yeah. I got Xenoblade Chronicles X for the Wii U, which I love. I'm going to get Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but I don't know how long that furnace is going to keep going. Yeah. Um, so you got to buy it before it's fucking rare. Go yeah. try to buy a yeah. nice copy of Eternal Darkness, and I'll see you at the mortgage house because it's like you got to. It's oh, it's triple figure. It's like hundred something yeah. bucks now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I picked up my used copy for like eight dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at it at like a local shop. They're just like, yeah, we got all these GameCube games we're trying to get rid of, and I'm like, all right, yeah. Oh, Eternal Darkness. Yeah. 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 No, I, I'm no, no, no. I wasn't taking them all. <laughs> that would have been a huge mistake. Yeah. 
<laughs> you... It was, uh, what is it? Actually, it was when uh, Game Crazy was going out of business. Oh, Hollywood Video. Oh, oh, boy. Yeah, they were just like, we got all these games. Like, we're going to get rid of them. And I'm like, <laughs> how much for Eternal Darkness? And they're like, uh, uh, I mean, like, seven bucks? And I'm like, sold. <laughs> yeah. <You're> like, <laughs> just, I guess. I guess I might do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't. The condition on this isn't great. Mm, I can you can have with them. I don't know. <laughs> this mint condition tells a symphonia. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Cardium a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't know. It'd be a shame if something were to happen. <laughs> oh, I'll give down. you four dollars tops. Um, so we got we got one more and question. We got we got one more. Wrap this bad boy up. Good episode though. These are amazing questions. Um, yeah. So this one. Is pretty good, and it kind of ties into kind of the it's a nice little bow uh, on the end of this. So this is from Sarah Garcia, who's a real original gangster, because she's like, I don't got nothing to prom- promote. I got nothing to hustle. What? I'm just asking you a question. Nice. So shout out to our great yeah. friend, not even just a good friend, great friend, Sarah Garcia. Um, I have a question. Uh, so I'm really into like old school video games. I have a Nintendo 64 with Conker's Bad Fur Day and 007, all that good stuff. But my boyfriend just got a PlayStation 4, and all he plays is FIFA, and uh, she put WW. So I'm wondering, is that uh, like Call of Duty World War II? Sounds like it. Maybe something like that. Uh, And I hate games like that. I recently found Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy for PS4, and I'm in love with it, but here's the question. Do you think they will come out with more old-school games like Sly Cooper and Spyro, I miss them so much. So first thing I'll have you do, Sarah, on I think it's called uh what is it, PlayStation Now mm-hmm. is the service. They got all three Sly Cooper games. So it's because they made a PS3 remaster, which I love, and I own it somewhere back here on the game shelf. Because I love the Sly Cooper games too. I think they're genius. Um that was Uncharted, Naughty... Or, let's see, it was... Uh, was it part of the Uncharted people that made those? Uh, yes, yeah. So they kind of so. got that... Either that or Sony First Party. Yeah, yes. Um, so I love those... It was done by Sucker Punch. Yes. Oh, oh, oh punch, Infamous. Sorry. That's what I'm thinking of. Infamous, not Uncharted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Infamous. Uh which you, Sarah, you might like Infamous as well. If you like Sly Cooper and that type of character action stuff, Infamous series is really good. Um, and I think First Light, that one I did the Let's Play of, is like 10 bucks. Yeah. Super cheap. Um, but but yeah, there's with PlayStation Now, I think per month it's like 20 bucks a month, which sounds kind of steep, but they keep adding games to it. So it's a streaming service. So if you have good enough internet for like Netflix, you have good enough internet for PlayStation Now. It has 700 games right now, like yeah, a ton of PlayStation 3 games, including the Sly series, including Uncharted, including more of these cinematic games. I think even like the Eco Shadow of the Colossus remasters on there, um, just yes. some like amazing hot hits. So the cool thing about that is you would think of it like Netflix for video games. Like if you play a little bit of this game and you don't dig it, you could just stop playing and hop into something else. Um, Next one that you know, and for twenty bucks a month, uh, I mean, even Xbox One's doing it now with that whole Game Pass thing that they're yeah, doing, which is uh, ten a month. Yeah, ten a month, and PlayStation now might be ten a month. I'm not sure on the price, um, but yeah, it's worth it. Like if you want to dabble in quite a few different things, I would say PlayStation Now is a good way to go. 
because for the price of a used game from GameStop, now you have access to 500 games. And they have a seven-day trial. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. So go for it. And Sly Cooper's on there. I guarantee you all three of them are. Um, that was one of the big showstopper hits they did on the trailer for PlayStation Now was, hey, play all your PS3 remasters. Remember all those that you already bought? <laughs> we'll play them again. We'll we'll charge them for you yeah. again. Um, yeah, the first, first month, uh, they have a seven-day offer. Then the first month is $10. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. after that, the price goes up. Uh, it's $100 for a year. So Okay. Um, so, I mean, that's going to be your best savings. But like, then again, it's $100 for a it's year. It's like 8 bucks. Yeah. Eight, bucks yeah, I would yeah. definitely consider on top doing the seven-day trial, see if you like it. Yes. Um, after the seven days, it is 20 bucks a month. So yeah. just be aware of that. Yeah. Uh, there's over 500 games on the service. Crazy. And uh, what is it? The, apparently the newest games added were Dishonored, Sonic Generations, Red Dead Redemption, oh, shit. Mortal okay. Kombat, Fallout yeah. 3, and WWE 2K16. So hmm. uh, that's what it shows as like the... Oh, no, wait. Oh, my mistake. Newest games include Elder Scrolls Oblivion, oh, Fallout wow. New Vegas... Uh, Fallout 3, Dishonored, Rage, and Brink. Oh, which... Brink. Oh. So it left <laughs> us too soon. You got to pour one out for Brink. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a great idea. Came four years too early. Now, yeah, with how, absolutely. now with how big shit like Overwatch and stuff is, Brink is like, uh, yeah. on yeah. the money, man. Um, but great value. Like twenty bucks a month, you wouldn't even have to spend money on other games because you got them all right there, you know. Um, and don't forget, as a uh, PlayStation Plus member, you get your free games every month too. Yes, so. yeah, you get two yeah, free games. So yeah, if your boyfriend's playing FIFA and stuff online, get those free games. I got Until Dawn, that uh, it's like a kind of a choose your own adventure game, but it has Hayden Panettiere mm-hmm. or whatever her name is from Heroes, mm-hmm. and it's a slasher film. And, you know, my wife loves slasher films like Friday the 13th, uh, you know, Chucky, all that stuff. This is what that is. So you, like, play as these characters, and depending on the choices that you make, different characters live and die and all that stuff. So, the, But the story yeah. keeps going, which is cool. So you don't, like, write yourself into a corner. It's like, oh, so-and-so died? Now the camera's going to cut over to this person where they find that body. Move and you're on. like, oh, no. Yeah. And then you start making choices as this other character. Uh, very cool type stuff, and it's almost like kind of Twin yeah. Peaksy because you'll you'll look at different surroundings in the different locations that you're at, and you'll start getting more uh, information based on who the killer might be. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, here's a glove, and it fits so and so, but it doesn't fit this person. So let me jot that down, and then it's added to your deal. So that way, if you restart the game, you already have knowledge about who it could be. And then you make different decisions based on that. It's really like kind of an intricate deal. But yeah, that was a free game. Yeah. I didn't have to pay any extra for that because uh, I got you know PlayStation Plus. So cool. just cool stuff, dude. Um, there you go. But pretty much video games are pretty rad. I think that's yeah. the that's the overall moral of this story. <laughs> that's the over under on it. Is that, it pretty rad? It, it, pretty, pretty rad. Pretty yeah. Rad. Yeah. Um, but everybody, yeah. thank you so much <laughs> for these awesome questions, man. I love the Q and A. I love it. We could just yeah. be a Q and A show, and I'd be down for that. Yeah. We we should we should do this at least once a month and do a Q and A. Yeah, get awesome go. stuff. But yeah, check go. out all these people. 
on uh, Facebook. I'm actually on the show notes in the YouTube archive. I'm going to link all of these uh, channels. Uh, I'd like to do that for everybody. So thank you all so much uh, for sending those in. And of course, if you want to send us further questions, you can hit us all up on Twitter. We're going to actually wrap this bad boy up right now because we've been live for an hour and 45 minutes. Ooh. A long one. Good one. Good yeah. See, this is what questions and answers get. Yeah, that's right. They yeah, get the really. time. We dedicate the time. Uh, but you could hit me was up. Was there any we didn't get to? or No. That, that I think that was all. We had all of them? We, nice. We had them all. Nice. Yeah, that, that we saw. So good amount of questions. I'm glad we got to like dig into each of them. Like yeah. actually talk about these things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you can hit me up on Twitter, twitter.com slash comedy to hobo. You can hit Marco up on Twitter at two places, twitter.com slash Marco Polo 177 and twitter.com slash nerd in the bay. Um, and of course, Todd EVF, you got twitter.com slash Todd EVF, all one word. And then yep. also on Twitch, all of us are on Twitch. I've, I feel bad. I've recorded tons of West versus backlogs this week, and I have not done a single Twitch stream. Um, and I've had the week off, but I haven't done a single, I, I did a vote. I was like, what um, game should I play? And everyone was like, play Dota two. And I was like, great. And I still haven't done it. Um, so, <laughs> if you enjoy the eating, you can come by my stream yeah, anytime. That, that, <laughs> that social eating, the, the yeah. nine so pounds. That's, that's what you got going. That's what you got going on your channel this week. Quest yeah, man. Um, so they're, all, was, and they're exactly. all going up, uh, next week. So, or yeah. I think one's going up Friday, the West versus backlog, the new one. Uh, and then West okay. vs. Backlog Retro, which I'm very excited about because it's one of the first games from this franchise that I ever played. And I gave it a solid mm -hmm. like 35 to 40 minutes mm -hmm. and talked about it. Oh, so cool. I'm excited about it. Nice. Um, and, you know, cool. we, how about you, how about you Todd? Yeah. Well, what you got going on, Todd? Uh, me? Uh, well, what is it? We should have a new episode of Gimmick Bag tomorrow. Yeah. Um, cool. So that should be good. Uh, honestly, I have no idea what we're talking about. So yeah, um, that's usually the way it goes. It's like uh, we'll just basically be covering. Um, I know we're covering a lot of the shit that's been happening um, in the world of wrestling uh, this past week, uh, and then after that, we're probably going to talk like holiday shit and whatnot because it's right around the corner. Yes, it is. And I still yeah. have a Christmas special to record. Nice. So. Yeah. <laughs> I go. still there haven't done the uh, Christmas special with Maury, so uh, I think we're going to be recording that probably sometime this weekend, um, and that'll be up. I'm, I'm shooting for having that up on like the twenty. I'm probably like twenty fourth. Uh, so oh, wow. yeah, that'll probably be going up. Like we record it, and it'll probably be going right up afterwards oh, because, awesome. yeah. um, and there'll be no show that week, but. Um, there will be a brothering around next week, correct? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking think so. so right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I so. Yeah. Cool. Because uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Otherwise, Twitch stream, I'm doing GTA um, and Friday the 13th because they just released the offline bots and the virtual cabin oh, 2.0. Oh, that's cool. Mm. I've been eyeballing that game too. Yeah. Uh, there you go. The yeah. offline bots, it's you playing as Jason, killing the counselors. Yeah. So, um, I could dig it. Okay. Oh, it's there it's terrific. Go. I did. I think I did like three hours of that yesterday on stream, and it was fucking amazing. Uh, I loved it. We, but, uh, we just got done watching every Friday the Thirteenth film. Yeah. Um, the only two that we haven't watched yet because they weren't part of the box set were Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X. Mm. Um, I Jason I would X. say skip Jason Goes to Hell because it is. Yeah, Jason <laughs> Goes to Manhattan was fucking dog shit. That movie. <laughs> 
that breaking my heart here. No, we're going to talk the whole last. Okay, we'll we'll talk about this next week because I want to dig into this because the last 30 minutes is a fucking fever dream. And I was screaming at the TV because like the woman that's in the backseat of the car, she crashes the fucking car and then the car explodes and they never talk about the teacher that's in the back of the car that blew up. (laughs) They never mention her name a single time. They're like, and they fucking leave. And I was like, that's a main character that you just killed. And then she's like, everyone that I love dies. You fucking kill her. Like, Oh, I'm uh, that movie makes me furious. Oh my it's, god! I mean, arguably, it's it's a weird fucking movie. It's not as weird as Jason Goes to Hell, though. See, so I will just put it that they way. They call it Jason Goes to Manhattan or Jason Takes Manhattan. Only ten minutes of that fucking movie happened in Manhattan. They're on a boat the whole movie. You're not in Manhattan. You get out of here. Be, because of the budget, that that's the only I'm reason. On a boat. They are on a boat, and like the dude has a guitar. No, it's the girl that has a. That's so dumb. That whole thing. But my favorite thing about every Friday the Thirteenth movie is there's a hobo in every single one of them, and the hobo's always like, "You kids can't go over there now." It's the I. He's my favorite character. It's got a death curse. Ah, you kid. Oh, Jason Voorhees is back, and he's going to get you. And they're like, "Yeah, you crazy fucking hobo," and he's like, "Ah." But everyone, and then I was worried he wouldn't show up in Jason uh, Takes Manhattan, but he does, and he's the crew deck member, and he's like, oh, you kids on the boat now, and I was like, yes! Like, I cheered when he came up on the screen, because I was like, I was so worried I wouldn't get my hobo character, but there he was. (laughs) And he gets an axe to the back, and he's like, ah! And then he, like, falls over. Oh, it's the best. I mean, I just have a soft spot for Jason, Jason Takes Manhattan, because for me it was one of the most iconic Jason performances uh, so, from Kate Hodder. D- yeah, so he did great. Everyone else did fucking terrible. And and him uh, knocking Julius's head off the top of the roof. The best scene. Which, it's a boxing scene where this amateur boxer like tries to outbox Jason. It goes on right, like right five minutes too long, which made me laugh <laughs> and laugh because he's like, oh, uh, he gets so tired and he keeps going and then he just gives up and he's like fucking whatever man and then like gets decapitated by Jason and I was like this is the whole reason for the movie and then the two bums that are like hey hey I'm gonna kidnap this girl and inject her with heroin hey hey and like they- <laughs> that movie's terrible it's so bad and then at the end whatever and I'm gonna spoil it but I don't fucking care and at the end when they're in the sewer and the toxic waste because the guy in the sewer is like every midnight we let toxic waste out okay sure what? yeah right you're like who who are you and why do you have toxic waste we're trying to get rid of our turtle problem yeah so they're, they're throwing all this toxic waste and Jason's there and he goes like as the toxic waste comes towards him his inner monologue goes like mommy mommy don't let me drown and then, like, the all scarred up Jason, like, starts vomiting water. And it makes me laugh every single time. Because it reminds me of Team America, World Police, whenever he has the faucet, like, blah, 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 and, like, all the water, like, shooting out. That movie's a clusterfuck, man. It's so weird. That's a movie I recommend everyone watch. But, but Jason Goes to Hell is still worse. It is I don't so know worse. how it could be worse. Like, because I have an expectation. Have you, have you ever seen Jason Goes to Hell? No. Okay. He has watch to watch it. 
You yeah, have I to watch, watch it. it yeah. And then you have to say why you feel it is a better or worse <laughs> film than Jason Takes Manhattan. Because honestly, I there's a reason I do not consider part nine part of the series. Wow. There's a huge reason. Like I just for me it's like you you want to talk fever dream? That's what part nine is to me. Yeah. Because it's like huh. without spoiling what? shit. I mean, it's just it's a mm, you're you're in for a wild ride. You you'll be thankful when you watch Jason X. Yeah. Afterwards, <laughs> which is a tall like, tale. <laughs> like holy shit, <laughs> that I'd look forward to Jason X. Um, the sci-fi <laughs> one. That's the one where he has an all metal mask. Oh, they explained yeah, it's, yeah. and that Jason got uh, confirmed for uh, the the game through the virtual oh, cabin. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. cool. I, I will say that's the whole way to uh, introduce it. My favorite thing about the Friday the 13th film, so we will talk about this at length mm-hmm. probably next week. Yeah. Every one of the Jasons, they, they, yeah, for Merry Christmas, um, is <laughs> they, they keep the shit that happened to that Jason like in perpetuity. So, like in part one, if he gets like cut on the mask. Now that cut is always on the mask, like forever. Until he until he gets a new mask. Yeah. yeah. And then, oh, well, now we stabbed him in the arm. Now he has a big gash on his arm, like throughout all these movies. So by the time fucking eight comes around, this guy is a clusterfuck. He has like a half of a face gone. <laughs> and he's like, ah! and he's like coming out. He's covered in moss. And then, like, he's glistening all the time, no matter if he's in water or not. He's, like, perpetually, yeah. like, wet. 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 Yeah. yeah. Like, someone shined him with baby oil. Like, he's just, like, walking around. Well, I mean, part part seven was great with, uh, because he, like, he had been decayed for so long. Yeah. You could see the bones in the back and everything. And with the, yeah, well, that yeah. was gross. With the, like, telekinetic girl. Oh yeah, yeah, with Tina. Whatever, yeah. whenever a telekinetic girl like reviving Jason is not the worst movie in your franchise. Oh shit! <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like that one, we looked back and we're like, that one was actually pretty good. We're like, yeah. part seven actually was not a bad movie. Part seven wasn't. It was pretty good. It was, yeah. a, it was okay. Like it was. It did what it did. The original's still the best because, come on now, but like, two was okay. Because it kind of made sense. Yeah, we'll we'll go at great lengths about yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> like we're gonna talk all about this shit. Um, Marco's fantasy booking and Friday the Thirteenth. Hey, Friday, that's it. That's all next week. Yep. And if you yep. guys and got Maury's questions, like, let us know. What happened? What did I miss? <laughs> Maury, it's like what the hell is this? Uh, but that's our time, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we hope you had fun. Be sure to subscribe. We're God. We're on Google Play Store. We're on iTunes. We're on. I've never heard back from Spotify, but check anyway. Um, <laughs> we might be on there. Who knows? Uh, if you guys want a free audiobook, go to uh, audibletrial.com slash brothering around. Get yourself a free audiobook. Support the show. That's true. Absolutely free. You get what to keep it forever. Snuck that one in. You just snuck it in right at the end. Uh, but that's our time, guys. We will catch you guys next week. And thanks so much for the questions. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.